0: Hello and welcome to episode one, Shaquille O'Neal in a Lakers uniform.
1: <laughs> yes, damn it! I thought we keep it going, keep it rolling. It
0: just gets worse and worse after every single one. You see how long that one was? Shaquille O'Neal in a Lakers jersey. <laughs> if you all don't get it, it's episode one thirty-four. Thanks for tuning in. We're not very smart yet. A um, couple of announcements, real fast. Good news for you guys is next week we'll be moving our recording to Monday, which means you get the episode by Tuesday, hopefully. And it's all because of Tyler. It's always because of Tyler. You're welcome. We have a really fun episode in store for you today. It's pretty low-key, pretty fun, light topics. It'll be good. Uh, But first, you got to check in with the boys. And like I said, it's always Tyler. Tyler, why are we starting on Mondays next week?
2: Uh, That's because baseball season is on the horizon. Um, We're not starting games yet, but practices will be uh, Tuesday nights. So we're getting prepped so we can um, start getting used to those Tuesday night games. And we're going to have Tuesday night games. From pretty much the third week of February all the way to the end of May. So yeah. So I will not be available Tuesday nights to record. So we gotta push it to Mondays. And I appreciate all you guys for adjusting your schedules to fit mine. Um good, good, good looking out, boys. Appreciate it.
0: It wasn't really much adjusting on my end. It was just a different day. Um, how do you feel about the Philadelphia Eagles beating the um <coughs> you know, AFL team of the Niners? <laughs> Terrible team.
2: Yeah, um, it was just not uh, the 49ers day at all. Um, But obviously, I'm pretty thrilled with the outcome. I was disappointed in the game. Um, Also, big shout out to my uh, future father-in-law who had some great feel. Um, Basically, uh, I wasn't able to watch the game live as it happened uh, because we had our wedding venue walkthrough, Uh, but he was awesome and recorded it. um, And I just turned my phone off because obviously, if, if my phone was on, I wouldn't know what was going on. So I just turned it off. My phone was off for like six hours. So we, we did the walkthrough enjoyed that. It was great. Got back to his house. He got some beers and snacks and we watched it basically, you know, live for us, but it was, we were basically like two and a half hours behind everyone else. Uh, but, but we watched it as it happened and it was great. It was, it was actually pretty cool. Um, turned my phone on and uh, obviously celebrated with the rest of Eagles nation, uh, with that. So that was great. Uh, but yeah, obviously for the four ers fans, that just, again, just was not your day. Um, I was I was disappointed in the game, but that will come obviously. I'm thrilled with, and I'm pumped for the, for the Eagles to be in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Here,
0: yeah, good stuff. Congratulations, Eagles fans and the Eagles! You beat the Niners, backups, 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 backup, and then a Brock <laughs> Purdy with the torn CO. Congratulations, <laughs> though, you're in the Super Bowl. I hope you lose seventy to zero to the Chiefs. Alex, <laughs> how are you doing, man?
3: <laughs> I am good. Yeah, the uh, the games this weekend were something else. Um, yeah, obviously Niners nation, you were, you got kind of the short end of the stick there. Um, but the, I know there was a lot of complaints about the chiefs Bengals like referee situation. Um, I watched the second half on mute though. Cause I was on another like zoom call because I have other friends other than you guys. So like, sorry, <laughs> uh, so I kind of, I was like half paying attention and I missed a lot of it. Um, but it seems like Mahomes finally figured it out and it was pretty gutsy win on those on his part. Um, sure. I'm doing good. I'm ready for the I'm ready for the Super Bowl. I don't care about the Pro Bowl. They should just do the Super Bowl this week. Um, the Pro Bowl is stupid. Yeah.
0: I agree with you hundred percent. Pro Bowl is stupid. I don't think anybody's gonna watch it. Instead, I'm gonna go golf. I hope. Maybe we'll see what happens. Uh trading, last but not least, all-star weekends coming up, bro. But before that, how are you feeling? Feeling pretty good. All-star weekend is coming up. We'll talk about that in a bit.
1: Um, first of all, I want to say thank you to James because he's done a great job with this podcast. He does a great job in 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 showing them showing, you know, our our, our articles, our uh, you know, making the little things on Instagram. And finally he went full media, taking someone's quote from a from an article completely out of context. <laughs> took one little piece out of it out of my article and threw it up on the uh on the insta web and that that is that is textbook sports media and james you you went full full on sports media and i'm so so very proud of you for being a complete <laughs> fucking asshole because uh, that's how that's what it's all about bud. so uh no um no that was a great job seriously uh i'm good um really disappointed by that first AFC for by, by that first football game objectively. Um, it just, it just objectively was just a letdown. I think, I think anybody who's not a fan of either of those teams sat there and was like, really, this is what we get to see as a championship game. That's just not what a championship game is supposed to be like. So um, that the of a bit, a bit of a letdown, but the second game made up for it in quite dramatic fashion, which is always fun. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. did. For those of you who missed it, I put up a post on Instagram saying, basically saying that Traden said that the Bruins suck and that they're going to start losing from this point forward. We'll see if that's true. Also, in other words, we are trying to get Alex to come down to SoCal for a Super Bowl. Mm. So if anything you guys can do to entice him, Send it our way. Let's we'll make yeah. it happen.
1: Please, please, uh, please, uh, donate to our GoFundMe page. No, I'm
3: yeah,
0: our GoFundMe page <laughs> says send Alex to Super Bowl. And so yeah,
3: got to his mileage. My Venmo, uh, it's actually not a GoFundMe. Just send my <laughs> probably yeah. at Alex Marty
0: or something stupid. It's probably like. something. I honestly don't know what
3: it is. <laughs> it's probably something
0: stupid. <laughs> anyway, we want Alex to Super Bowl. Trading thinks that. The Bruins suck. And Tyler, it's always because of Tyler. All right, let's get to it. NHL All-Star Weekend, like I said, is coming up this weekend, and there's a lot in store. There's a lot of cool games and stuff, and we're going to talk about that. Traden, you're up.
1: All right, um, thank you, James. First, before we get into All-Star Weekend and its festivities, uh, let's talk about the in-season cup. Um, I'm about to piss off every one of you because we kind of knew that there would be a, the, the bye week would happen. And it's always a crapshoot on who was going to hold the cup during the bye week. Well, sorry, Kings fans. Uh, you lost to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning your chance to uh, to take it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I have it for a good nine days straight to uh, to really close the gap. And all of a sudden, I mean, Tyler, you're done, I think. I mean, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's rigged, man. This game's
1: rigged. The thing you, uh, you had on is that you can win – you can win the final, like that's all I have. With, it's it's whoever that's has the I cup have. at the end. So if your team just happens to win a game, of uh, that's that's all you have. You can't you can't get the streak. That's um, sorry about the squeaking. My dumb dog is very hyper. Um, other than that, fantasy. Let's talk about fantasy. Uh, I haven't even looked at it in a little while. This week's a little bit weak, uh, a little bit light. There's only like six games on the on the um uh, on the uh, schedule this week, uh, Alex. Lost two in a ah, row. Loser. Fall apart. <laughs> uh, you're falling apart a little bit. You're kind of you're kind of having some Boston Bruins vibes. Um, you know, maybe you do suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just totally kidding. Um, he's tied for first now. uh tied for third. Uh, Kylie and I. We uh, she's won five in a row. We're 10, we're both in six. Uh Tyler won three in a row, bud. There ready you go. Where'd he go? And actually you're tied with James, who's lost who lost one. So now you both Aha. are seven and nine. Tough, tough um eric you're six and ten two houses in a row i don't know you just you're just kind of in that middle ground uh okay let's talk about some fun stuff it, like that so it's a, it's a pretty uh pretty easy week however the last time i talked hockey was two weeks ago we talked about the vancouver canucks update bruce boudreau is out uh rick talkett is in uh that happened last uh week a little over a week ago um i mean no surprise there uh, it just took way too, way too long, and I think it caused a lot of uh, heartburn and 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 pissed off a lot of people. Um, and then we also saw a trade happen with the Vancouver Canucks. They uh, they traded away their captain Bo Horvat to uh, to the New York Islanders. Uh Beauvillier and a few other picks from the Islanders go the other way, uh, as well as first round pick. So uh it's interesting. Uh Bo Horvat is out of Vancouver. That again, not very surprising. It's just a, it's a it's a, it's just a shame it had to had to end like that. It's a great hockey player, and the islanders may have found their goal scorer, but it might be a little too late. Uh, but let's talk about the All-Star weekend. Uh the All-Star Weekend is is kicking off this week. Um Saturday we have the uh, uh I'm sorry, we Friday we have the All-Star uh Skills, and, and on Saturday we have the all-star game. Um, I guess we want to leave some room for the pro bowl on Sunday, like whatever. (laughs) Fine. Um, All-star weekend. I think we can objectively say that, you know, the NHL does it a a, a tad bit better than the others. Just the skills are a little bit more interesting. Just, just uh, I think the, besides maybe the dunk contest and the home run derby, I think, uh, I I think they do some pretty fun skills and and it's always fun to watch. I, I really don't usually turn into the tune into the games as much. Um, but the skills are fun and interestingly enough um the there's some new skills this year uh like we saw in Vegas we saw some some Vegas-esque um inspired all-star games uh all-star skills games and 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 once again we're going to see the a little bit more of a theme here the uh the all-star weekend is in uh south florida uh, right where the uh right where the Panthers play and just like their uh their reverse retro jerseys they had to really splash as much uh, Florida into the all-star weekend as they could. Some events that we want to talk about. They're bringing in golf into the uh, all-star weekend. Uh, so, so, uh, initial players, if you don't know, just love their golf. Uh, and Florida is kind of, I mean, besides maybe a couple other States, I I would say that it's the King of golf year round. I mean, that's, that's where you go to play, um, with your buddies. So in this in this uh, event, I don't we don't have much information as to how it's going to really, really be set up. So you're going to have to use your imagination. Six players are going to face off on a on a par four with an island green using both pucks and balls, and they have to achieve the lowest score uh, by putting the, either the ball or the puck in the hole. I don't again, you have to use your imagination. Uh, but I mean, I I guess if you're at if you're trying to be Florida S, this is what you got. Um, James, you're the go- I mean, you and I golf all the. What What is your initial thought of what would they call pitch and puck?
0: I think the idea or the theory of it sounds really cool, but like logistically, how, how, how is that going to work? How are you going to have a golf club? Do you switch off hit with a golf club and then a puck at, right after that? Like, I don't, what is the objective to get the lowest score? But if you have to hit it with both, I'm just confused. Like, I'd love to see it play out. And I love the idea of bringing golf into it because most, Hockey players have a gnarly drive for some reason. Uh, but I have no idea how that's gonna work, but I'm for it. Yeah, I,
1: I don't, I don't either. Uh this one seems a lot like the uh the poker that they played in Vegas, where like the guys like shot at at cards and they just tried to create a poker hand. Again, just is it's just part of the theme. Um, Alex, you might like this one. Uh Splash Shot. They're introducing Splash Shot. Uh this unique event takes place on the beach of Fort Lauderdale four teams of two will be required to hit targets in an attempt to dunk their opponent in a water tank. So it's a dunk tank on the, on the beach of, of, uh, of Florida. And the team to dunk their opponents first wins in this single elimination tournament. What are your thoughts of putting
3: a, (laughs) putting a dunk tank on the beach in a shell style? I mean, I kind of like it. I hope that the competitors, like I really want to see like, sydney crosby do this but he's in full uniform like sitting <laughs> on the like little diving board or whatever it's called and then Ovi just like yes kill it and sydney and sid fall in like i think that's what they're trying to do and if that's how it works great if it's like them shooting pucks at it and it's like some random just person like in a you know like a bathing suit or whatever i'm just gonna be like i'm not, yeah. not about it i mean look they're trying to do they're trying to make it florida which is great um like how do people go and see these things like do you have to buy tickets for this or can you just be like all right i'm gonna show up on the beach and you know here's Connor mcday like <laughs> slinging pucks at a dump tank or like what are you do I,
1: I i really i i couldn't tell you um you know but you you bring up a great point bringing the rivalry part of things is definitely the way they have to go um you know i i know that Matthew Kachuk was a former Cal- Kyrie Flame. There's some beef with the Edmonton Oilers. That would be fun to see. You know the the that would be fun to see some uh something there. I mean, there's always t- There's always players that have some some either rivalry or beef of some sort. And I think I think Alex, you're right. You're right there. I, they have to be dunking each other. They, they you can't you can't half-ass this. You you cannot half-ass this. And again, it is Florida, so they probably won't. I mean, they're probably going to go all in. Uh, we know we know everything about Florida. Uh, or we've heard all everything about Florida. Um. Uh, you know, if you've seen all the Florida man, uh, 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 headlines out there. Finally, Tyler, the tendy tandem. I should have gave this to James, but you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you'll like it too. The goalies will be getting more love this year in the first competition with the introduction of the Tandy tandem event. All eight all-star goalies will compete in teams of two with each taking part in the shooting facet and the other tending the goal. The shooter will take a shot from a designated spot on the ice and will accumulate points based on where he places the puck in the net. Based on how well the shooting goalie does, his counterpart will face that number of skaters in a shootout or a certain number of skaters based on their goals. If the goalie um, in net makes a save, his team earns full points for that round. The game continues until every puck is shot with the tandem who has the most points wins. Tyler. We have seen goalies. I mean, obviously, playing the puck is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. You're seeing a lot of goalies actually become almost a third defenseman out there. So this is kind of giving love to them. And you know, not that he's not that he's gone from this world, but he's gone from the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Smith, he's one of the best at it. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of, of goal of Tandy Tandem? First of all, the the names of these
2: uh, challenges are phenomenal. They <laughs> they they nailed, they, nailed, they nailed every single one of them. Uh, yeah. So the 10 tandem, I think it's cool. I think, you know, everyone loves it when you see a goaltender try and shoot towards the net and try and score. It's very rare when it happens, but when it does, everyone loses their mind and rightfully so it's pretty awesome because they rarely ever get the chance to do it. So okay. kind of putting them in a competition that kind of highlights that. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with how good of shooters these goalies are. I mean, at the end of the day, they're, 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 they're hockey players um and i think that they're going to surprise some people with 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 how well that they can shoot so i'm excited to see it and i think it's kind of cool how it plays with you know depending on how on how well you do it kind of affects the next challenge so that makes it pretty fun um so yeah so i'm i'm definitely excited to see some of these goalies show off their shooting skills for sure
0: yeah that
1: that that is that is going to be very fun to see them um, shoot and save um so just to give you guys we know who's going to be I'm um, playing goalie for all these teams. So uh, I will be able to give those names out. Frederick Anderson and Tristan Jari for the Metro are, are gonna be there. Uh Jack Campbell um and Andre Solevsky of the uh in the Atlantic. Oh wait. No, this is the old this is an old roster. What am I doing? I'm sorry doing guys, on? Jack Campbell's not in this in the uh Goopy. in the uh, you know maybe they haven't completed the uh, it, 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 oh, okay. Andre Vasilevsky. There we go. Each of them don't have two. Ilya Sorokin, uh, Igor Shesterkin, naturally. Uh, we have UC Saros, naturally. Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> Very much naturally. Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, rookie goaltender. is that So that'll be quite exciting for him. Uh, Logan Thompson and a Chan, uh I'm sorry. And Logan Thompson, I almost said Chandler Stevenson, who is a centerman for the Vegas Gold Knights, who's actually filling in um, because I forget who is not going to, uh, who's not able to make it, but um uh, I think it was uh, Maddie Beniers who's uh, unable to make it. So um, those are those are your uh, those are your events for this year. Along along alongside the fastest skater, the hardest shot, breakaway challenge, and the accuracy shooting, as we have normally seen them every single year. I asked the guys to come up with their own game. Now they can be as practical as as the fastest skater or the hardest shot. Those are pretty practical. Or they could be as batshit as. Pucking possible as pucking possible. Um uh so Tyler, why don't you start? What is your event that you would love to see NHL hockey players do?
2: I would love to see some sort of relay race uh in on on the entire ice, and you can kind of put it up either, you know, with divisions or however you kind of want to set it up. Um, I kind of got what my inspiration was as I was remember, you know, um I think we've all played boat races that 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 drinking game where it's like you know, you it's a it's a flip cup, you know. Um uh, bounce in the cup and try and try and do a, a beer pong shot. Something similar like that on the ice would be cool. So like trying to, you know, shoot, you have to shoot a target. Then you have to do those, that um, kind of that skills comp where they have to, you know, weave the puck back and forth and then maybe try and do a crazy skate move there at the end or something cool. Like kind of put like three obstacles along the whole sheet of the ice and then it's a relay race. So basically, you know, doing like three or four guys first team to finish wins. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, they, they've
1: they done, obstacle courses like that they just haven't done it in a relay form and i think the relay form it would be make it very interesting because one guy can completely fuck it up and then you can just like trash them so that's the best part yeah
3: um alex what do you got bud mine was kind of similar um but i like i think it's a i think when they changed the all-star games to do it like by division and then uh like the three by three or whatever and then i thought that was a great idea it made it way more interesting so i want it to be similar where it's like by division um and it's kind of a competition and you add all the same same things in there if you want to add like um like you know just general like fat like fastest shot um hitting all the the corners or whatever um another one I did want to add Tyler and I used to do this a lot when we played hockey um at the gym in Chico is we just played posts because we didn't have a goalie and oh, yeah. two of us had time but I want them to have to do it from behind the center line because that's how Tyler and I did it. But to be fair, we were also playing on an indoor soccer court. So yeah, it's probably like a blue line for the NHL. <laughs> yeah. But I want at some points you like, I don't know how maybe you get five of them and you get, you have to make the other person switch shots like hands, like hands. So like David would have to shoot right-handed, Ooh. Like, challenge them like at strategic points throughout or like fastest skater, you'd be like, all right, McDavid, you have to skate backwards. Or <laughs> like OV, if you're doing like uh like the pinpoint shots, like you got to shoot left-handed. Like I want to see. That <laughs> oh, this, bitch, I like that. Use the strategy to figure out like when it would be best. Cause like my in my mind, I'm like, okay, watching Shea Weber like do the hardest shot was awesome, but yeah. watching him try to then do it left-handed would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, it would be fucking hilarious. That really would be. Uh, just handicap them a little bit so that they can be gotcha. a little
0: like us fucking yeah. schmucks. I just think, yeah, I just think it'd be funny. <laughs> James, what do you got? I am so unoriginal. I'm sorry, guys. But also, I came up with a relay-based game, just like you guys had said, except I added a twist to it. Um, and also, you have to be 21 to play it. So if you're not 21 in the also Game, that kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, but I have teams of four, okay? Three skaters and a goalie. So each skater will complete three laps, To complete that that one thing for your relay and the next person goes each lap will have a different objective which i drew upon from you know basic all-star skills games but before each lap each player will have to shotgun a beer which i got from the beer mile so lap one skate around the rink as fast as possible after shotgunning a beer lap two shotgun a beer again and then skate around the rink As fast as you can, then do the hardest shot, and you calculate miles per hour. Lap three, shotgun another beer, skate through different objectives like swerving through those dummy things that Todd was talking about, weaving for stuff and whatever, and then skate around the face off circle as fast as you can 10 times, and then deflect the shot into the goal line. Like Like the shot, deflect my shot. Holy shit. So it's kind of like Dizzy Bat, you know, that you got that going in there. Wow. So Those are the three laps the skater, each skater will do. The goalie, on the other hand, will just be there, just chugging as many beers as he can the more beers you drink the more points you get um is calculated by adding the total time for lap one by three players so lower is better adding the total miles per hour of each shot so higher is better the time it takes to complete lap three and then adding all the beers the goalie drank and depending on how many teams there are the team that has the best score gets one and so like the team with the lowest score at the end of the thing wins the relay race (laughs)
3: Do Does, like, Budweiser or something sponsor this? And if you win, you get, like, a year's worth of beer? It's actually Coors Banquet. I contacted them directly. Coors Banquet. I, yeah. just, I just didn't know. I was checking, you know.
0: Well, Coors Banquet and Yellowstone, they're actually going to sponsor this. And if you win, you get to be on Yellowstone. Fun you get to fun. be on Yellowstone. You asked them to sponsor, like, what we do right now? They said no. Uh, <laughs> they said if Alice comes to Super Bowl, maybe. Oh,
3: yeah, you see that's cool. I see, yeah, I see
0: that's oh, see that's, that's
1: those are those are fantastic. Um, I I, I would I, to me, I mean, I I love that. I love all your guys' ideas. I think a relay race is probably going to be the you know the easiest to kind of figure out. I mean, I I would didn't even think about a dunk tank. I didn't even think about somehow doing golf on, uh, on the beach. So I I, I guess we're not as you know uh, creative as as others are. Um, I would, I would maybe like to see, I don't know if you guys ever heard of, um, uh, sauce across, I guess you can call it, uh, basically you're on the beach and you, and you and you have like little nets and you, uh, you know, sauce the puck over and, and you try to score on your, on your opponents. You just kind of do that type of thing, or you, you can build one that's a little bit more like a, um, like a cornhole situation. Um, and you can involve the, the adult beverages, James. So there, there's that there's the, there's a sponsorship, <laughs> Um, and just and just play a classic game of uh, cornhole with sticks and a puck. Um, and just 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 to see the just to see that um, I would like to see a little bit more uh, of them implement backwards skating. I know it's kind of weird, but backward skating is not an easy thing to do. And um, it would be interesting to see who just the fastest backward skater is. I don't know. I also think that the fastest skater should be done with a puck, um, although maybe I'm biased because there's only one person that could ever win it with the puck. Um, even though he may not win it without the puck, at times he definitely win it with the puck, and I'm just gonna leave the name omitted because I think you can assume who we're talking about. James, that's all I got for the All Star weekend. Ch- check it out this weekend; it'll be fun.
0: If you didn't know who was talking about, that could win it. It was Mike Smith, 100. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, Jaden. Thank you for that NHL All weekend this Friday. Check it out Friday and Saturday. Um, check it out. And then uh, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we return, we're gonna go to basketball. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well still. You know, it's been a segment, it's been a good one. Uh, Unlike NHL All-Star Weekend, which is happening this weekend, NBA All-Star Weekend is happening in two to three weeks. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're also going to talk about potential trades and then drama, because LeBron and Boston, yada, yada, you know, the regular stuff. Alex, it's all you.
3: Yes. So we're going to start with the drama. Um, I think it happened, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, or what I'm talking about, Um, there were, and it's kind of been something that's been trending in the NBA recently. So I thought the boys we and we should discuss it, but the refs were missing a lot of calls. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it happened to LeBron, which I think somehow almost downgrades it sometimes because people get upset that it is LeBron, which, like, I get that. Like, he's been the face of the NBA for the last 15 years or whatever. And, like, uh, so anyway, like, he got fouled at the end of the game. Um, they were playing the Celtics. Um, and it wasn't even just that call. I think there were four missed calls that the refs ended up admitting to like later um, during the last two minutes or so of that Lakers-Celtics game. Um, not all, I think three of them were against the Celtics or like were in favor of the Lakers. So it just happened to be that the one that's kind of started this controversy was the one at the very end of the end of the night um anyway lebron was driving to the hoop got fouled by jason tatum they didn't call it and ended up going into overtime and then the lakers lost lebron was um i'd say theatrical would be a good way to put his um displeasure with the call not happening um but and so generally kind of what happens is you know there are reviews the refs can review some things but if it's not called on the court so like no foul was called in this situation the refs can't review it and you get one challenge the Lakers did it way earlier in the evening. And then even if you get that challenge, correct, you don't re- retain it, um, which is what happens with baseball. Um, so I thought we should talk about this. Cause it's kind of been like a main story um, in the NBA this early in the last week or so. So Tyler, do you think the NBA needs to figure out a different system um you know update their reviews challenges replays um obviously the last 5 minutes of a basketball game are sometimes pretty brutal with all of that to begin with so what are your thoughts on that yeah it's this is this is a tough one wow
2: uh this is a tough one um because first of all i want to say like you know when it comes to referees and stuff we 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 give them a lot of shit and i think that especially games like basketball where things happen so quickly and there's so much moving parts they're really at an unfair disadvantage cuz we see it in slow motion replay, blah blah. In real time, it's so difficult. But we have all this technology now where we can really kind of slow things down and kind of help aid referees and officiating. And I think that we should put, I think the NBA should put system. I'm saying we like we have the fucking power to do that, but the NBA should put a better system in place for these kind of reasons. Cause I think in a situation like that, when it's just so egregiously incorrect. I think the right thing to do is to make it correct. Um, But then again, that kind of opens this Pandora's box of like, okay, how, how often can you challenge? What can you challenge? What can't, what can't you challenge? Um, I think other sports are, are doing it a lot better. I think that the NFL overall does a pretty good job of it. I think the NHL is getting better. Um, No, no sport is perfect by any means. Like it's definitely, I think every sport is trying to adjust and kind of, you know, kind of figure out what the best way is, but, I think for something like this, we get one challenge and you lose it, you know, maybe there needs to be one of those things like, you know, last two minutes, uh, you know, there can be a, a a booth review, kind of what the um, NFL does, right? So it's like, if there if there's a, if someone sees like, you, you missed this call, we need to stop playing, you guys need to take a look at it, something like that, um, I think should be, I think should be implemented. Obviously, I think one of the more frustrating things for some fans watching basketball is how long you know, the last two minutes of basketball game can take, especially when it's close and something like this will make it even slower. But in my opinion, it's like, it's, it's, it's already slow as fuck. Like might as well just try and get it right. Like I don't, if, if you do it correctly, I think it can be really efficient, but obviously you have to have more personnel and more people involved in more communication, which takes, you know, time and resources to make that happen. But it's the NBA for goodness sakes. I think if anyone can do it, it's them. So um, I think it definitely needs adjusting. I think something like that, I think needs to be corrected.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. You did make a good point about the refs. Obviously like it is not an easy job at all. Um, and yeah, you're right. Obviously we have the ability to be watching TNT or whatever, and they showed 15 different angles and slow-mo and yada, yada, yada. But um, James, like, you know, in football within the last five years or so, they've added the like reviewing every scoring play, reviewing turnovers, like automatically automatically. I'm not saying do something like that with the NBA, but you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, the reviews, the challenges, that sort of thing?
0: Unpopular opinion. I think they should get rid of them. I do not enjoy the coaching challenges in the NBA whatsoever. I'm so tired of NBA players after almost every damn play looking up and being like doing this dumb finger motion, like, look at that. And it's like, no, bro, it's like two minutes. Pat Beth last night, perfect example, three minutes into the game. Gets called for a foul then it's like replay replay and i'm like no why would you want to waste that three minutes into the game that's a terrible idea and i'm so tired of that and it slows the game down by so much the nba was great without it a couple years ago the entire for as long as nba existed they didn't have coaching challenges up until five six years ago or something like that right like they've been fine without it people miss calls it's life it's okay it happened to minnesota a couple years ago remember that minnesota vikings the football one. The Minnesota miracle happened and and all that. And then uh the Rams made it to the Super Bowl because of that stupid, stupid call where they hit too early on the Saints. Like it happens, right? That's life. People move on. You don't need to slow the game down more than it already has been. What I do like though is in pivotal moments of the game, like what the NFL does is have like the last three two minutes, you can't challenge. Everything is reviewed by the booth, right? That way, like, players don't have to complain about it. Coaches don't have to, like, think about it. If it's an egregious call like that, something that obviously needs to be looked at, okay, stop the game. Let's look at it real fast to make sure we get that right. But if coaches have the entire game to call a challenge, it gets annoying. Not a fan.
3: Yeah, I I agree with you on the coaches challenge. Like, I think you get one and done. And obviously, you know, for the Lakers in this specific situation that I'm bringing up, like, they challenged it earlier it didn't, it just didn't work out for them. Like, even though they got, you know, got the challenge right. Trayden, you were nodding your head while James was speaking. It's kind of the same thing with the NHL. You know, they've added new review system within the last five years or so. Um, I generally feel like the NHL one is working pretty well. There's, there's obviously, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but you know, what are your thoughts, um, you know, on the NBA and, you know, well discussion. so i actually brought this type of uh discussion up with you guys yeah. a few
1: weeks ago so um I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that you know we we get to bring it up again in, in, in a sport that's not mine um and i saw the play i i, I was more amazed by the reaction but i don't want to get into that I, I i i i i'm okay i'm not gonna rant look i'm james you're popular with me bud i mean i'm with you all all day with uh w- with video review i i think that Look, it, I think it's especially hard with basketball and hockey in particular because if a non if a no call is not called, <laughs> the game still go like you can't like you would have to stop the pace of the game to fix the no call. Football's different. F- football the play's down and then they have, have you know there's there's time in between each play uh baseball is the same way i mean it's not like there's a pitch coming well now i guess they, they only have what however many seconds but you know what i mean there's a there's a there's a distinct stoppage and you can't you can't do that with with these other sport uh, with with those other two sports the problem i also think is that we're 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 kind of we're kind of getting away from what makes sports in, incredible to watch and entertaining and it's the mistake factor the imperfections of the game both from the 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 players playing, the teams playing, as well as the refs. Refs are human, they make mistakes. Um and it and it just makes it just it, it it's those mistakes. It's 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 you know it, it it's um it's actually fouling a guy getting called and, and it costing you the game. It's it's you know I look at I don't know what what player it was in the uh in the Bengals Chiefs game. It's a stupid mistake. It's it's a it's a mistake like that that just changes the course of the game and it makes it so entertaining. Um, refs m- missing a non-call like that is it? It it sucks, but you know they they do have a coach's challenge for, for you to 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 lean on, and you, I mean they they seem to have, they they used it. I mean that's that's that. I mean the only other option is to do it like the NHL does, where you get unlimited challenges, but every time you you don't have a successful challenge, you um you get a penalty. The problem is is I don't know how you do that in basketball. I mean I guess you can give them free throws, but I, I don't think that free throws are that big of a like an impact to your team if for, for having it wrong. Like it's free throws, like it's two points, like, you know, get over it. You should file uh, somebody
0: out. Sorry. Happens, the other coach should be able to find somebody on the other team and be like, you're fouled out now. You, you that could, be crazy. You
1: could do that. I mean, you could do that. I, I think, I think, I think you'd maybe get, you know, one coach's challenge like as a freebie and after that yeah if you get to you get to kick you could you could uh, implement something like that but the problem because is is
0: Braun being fouled out three minutes into the game
1: <laughs> oh crazy with that. well i think i think it would actually james i think it would actually eliminate the the coach's challenge altogether because no one's going to even risk being wrong to to, <laughs> to have your best player out um I, I also think that guys with video review it it with too much video review and the more that we add the more that we add it's just there there's a lot of unintended consequences we're seeing it all the time and it's like okay now is this i think tyler alluded to it is this reviewable is this not reviewable and then it just becomes a big huge mess and then become everything becomes reviewable and it's just like yes we should be having robot umps then we should be having robot uh you know uh referees in in a basketball game making sure that every little foul is called and you you have some kind of horn that blows when there's a fucking foul it would just be it just create it just puts way too much uh of, of what we love about sports, the human factor out of it. And, and, and I, and I think we're seeing it more and more. And unfortunately, Bron winning overtime, <laughs> like you had game wasn't over. Uh, so, you know, it, it sucks. It really sucks. And if I was on the other side of that, if I would, if I, if I had, if I've had plenty of no calls against my team, and then you look in the grand scheme of things, it's like, well, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have let him score that many points, so we were tied, or 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 vice versa. It's not like that that moment was the it was the absolute moment that lost the game in the grand scheme of what forty five minutes of of, ba- of basketball play. So it, it's it's tough, but that's 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 my that's my two cents.
3: Yeah, I mean i I think a lot of the you know obviously again like I mentioned, like it happened to LeBron James, that adds a lot to it. It was a Saturday night. Nationally televised rivalry rivalry week, which is something really cool the NBA does that I think other, um, you know, associations or whatever league should pick up on because, like, that's a great thing to be doing. Um, I, I, I totally get it too. Like, I think the Miss Hall, or you know, like, I'm not a fan of robot umps. Um, you know, going to a baseball game and seeing the manager come out and pick up bases and throw them across the field or whatever. Like if you're a 10 year old kid and that's your first game, like you're never going to forget that. Or like in a hockey stadium when you're there and they miss a trip or a high stick or something and the entire stadium stands up and goes, ah! like <laughs> that's like it's a moment, you know, it is a moment. Um, So I agree with you. Like, I don't think I think that, like with the NBA, they need to limit what can and can't be challenged and trading you're also right like with football and baseball the play happens then there's stoppage and then something else happens with hockey and basketball like it's a continuous thing the only thought i had was like if it's within the last two minutes and within um like two scores so like six points or less and maybe new york can be like reviewing them as they happen and if they if new york can nail it like or you know have the head ref have an earbud in or something and be like you know within 30 seconds or something be like hey stop play or before like another basket gets scored some way to at least like get fouls correct at the end i don't i don't they gotta tweak it somehow i think getting rid of the coach's challenge is a good idea i think like if you lose it free throws would work i don't think you could foul somebody out (laughs) buddy But I don't think that would work. Um, It does. It does seem like, and I don't know if it's just getting more attention. And it's not even, you know, just this one play that happened this last weekend. It's kind of been like an accumulation this year. I feel like we're seeing a lot more of it. Um, So, and this one was just, you know, really jumped my head because I was watching the game as it happened, and I was just like, "Is the coaches' challenge new?" It's
1: relatively new. So
3: it's within the last, yeah, like three years or something.
1: Like I, I have, I have a theory that I think that the more video review or coaches challenge we have, it, it, it takes the onus away from the ref so that, that they can just lean on the, they can just lean on the video review to bail them out every time. Like that's what I'm starting to feel like. And, and maybe that's why they're missing a lot of calls because they're like, Oh, there's, there's some kind of video review though. I know that they wasn't in this instance, but it just over time, you just become less aware <laughs> or, or you maybe you're, you're, you kind of fuck off on your job a little bit. So that's just my thought.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's tough too. Cause then like, you know, if something does go to review, it's not the ref on the court. It's, you know, Joe Schmo or whatever in the offices in New York, making the call, just, just like the, you know, the three other sports, it's some other referee or umpire in a different part of the country, like making the call. So I don't know. I feel like that's something the NBA is probably going to look at at the end of this season. Um, and we'll, I don't know. We'll just have to see, see what happens moving on. Um, we talked about one trade that happened last week. Um, the trade deadline is February 9th, like I mentioned. Um, so like a week and a half from now, nothing else has really come about so far, but I did see this rumor about Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns, who I think we all bashed during the beginning of the season. They started off really hot. They've been kind of eh, lately. Um, as of like a week ago, they were out of even the playoff picture. They've kind of come back into it. I think they're sitting in the seven seed right now. Chris Ball is 37, 38, something like that. He's been really on and off the court for the last two years. And the Suns are kind of in this weird predicament. Cause they owe him $45 million or something over the next two years. Um, you know, obviously they made the finals two years ago, lost best record in the NBA last year. Didn't get out of the second round. Um, so, like, do you think the Suns trade him and really start trying to build around Devin Booker and like I guess DeAndre Ayton instead? Or what? Like they're be kind of rumored to be looking in the in the point guard market. Uh James, we'll start with you. Thoughts? Chris Paul, is he maybe out of the desert?
0: I think that they're trying to, uh, mainly because he is getting older, like you said, 37 years of age. But the biggest problem is they're not in a They're not bad. They're in the seventh spot now, but they could honestly make it to the fourth seed in like a week. They win like a couple more games. They're like, they're right there. The West is so compact that you're still in it. So they're trying to look for his replacement, but they need somebody younger. But they also need somebody who can kind of match his skill level and not his skill level right now. They need somebody whose potential is as good as Chris Paul's current skill level. That shouldn't be that hard to find, to be honest, because at this point in time, Chris Paul's aging. He's not who he used to be. He's not this really good defender. He can still pass. He can still run an offense. But he's a pretty traditional point guard. He isn't this new point guard that runs the floor, is super athletic, uh, does all these really cool things. He dribbles, runs an offense, plays decent defense now. Uh, But I think they're going to go younger and try to evolve with that offense. I think that's part of the reason why the Suns aren't as good as they should be because they run a pretty antiquated offense with Chris Paul. So some potentials that I could think about that of point guards who are younger, who have a decent skill set, um, that probably need to get out of their current situation is D'Lo and Scary Terry. Those two are decent. Like D'Lo is a high draft pick, drafted by the Lakers. For some reason, he's just not working out in Minnesota. And the Scary Terry with the with Lamelo ball coming back, like he's running out of room too, right? So if you can trade away an aging vet, and get one of these two guys in, the Suns are all of a sudden looking extremely volatile, extremely good. On the other side, those other teams like Minnesota and the Hornets, they can house this salary for a year. And then once he retires, he gets out of there. It is what it is. Cool. You'd probably have to pair a draft pick with Chris Paul to get one of those two picks and deal and scary Terry. But I think it's definitely plausible. If you're going to move on from Chris Paul, you need somebody younger who can play right now. And those are your best options.
3: I, yeah, I really like the D'Lo one. He is a weird, like, if you really think about his career, it has been wild. Like, top, what was he, the third overall pick, I believe. He really started slow with the Lakers and then kind of finally got it figured out. Went to Brooklyn, had an all-star season, and they were like, okay, here we go. Went to the Warriors, didn't really fit with them. Now he's in Minnesota, and it's like not really working there either and delo and devin booker are like super tight so that is a good that is a really good point uh trade in thoughts chris paul um potentially uh, getting trade out of phoenix
1: um i mean just looking at stats wise i mean i know chris paul is a is a big name but stats wise it seems like there's someone that you could you could replace that with someone who's a bit cheaper or at least find someone who can who can fit the bill at a, you know at just a younger age and, and here's the thing guys with if there's ever a year to go to to make moves it's this year and everyone's doing it right i think that every team in the west has a flaw a major flaw like i think there's issues even the denver nuggets who are so great up front you put in you start you start pull, you start playing in their uh, their bench and all of a sudden the you know the buckets start to drop they're going to be looking for 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 uh, for guys and what that means is the best team in the west yeah i mean i i think they're better than the suns but are, are they that much better? Are they Celtics better or, than the Suns? I don't think so. I don't think anybody in the West is that good. I think, I think everyone in the West has, has, a, has a flaw just like the Suns. And I think that if, I think they'd be stupid to, considering they have, I believe I read they have all of their picks. They're the only team that has all of their picks available. They should, they, they should be leveraging those to, to find guys to, to compete. And I think that, and I think that they will just simply because, Everyone will. I mean, it's so tight, as James said. It's it, it it I don't think I've ever seen the NBA this tight. I mean, considering that the Lakers are still like two games out of a of a playing spot, and they're third to last in the fucking conference. That's absurd. I mean that and I and, and and we should be relishing in that. And I think I think the NBA fan fan base as a whole is. It's just it it just goes to show that that you know Phoenix, as James said, they're not bad. They might they might be a couple pieces away from 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 making a little bit of a run I mean at this point I think the West is literally up for grabs guys I really do I think I think any of these teams could could find a piece go on a run and go out on top do I think they're gonna make the championship yeah you know sports are crazy you never know but what I mean is is the path there is just wide open and I think that I think you're pretty dumb I mean if if, if they can get a, a nice haul for 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 the aging star, and and replace them with with some some younger talent and put some pieces around uh, those other two. I think I think they have a team that could at least, you know, hold their own down this stretch because I think every team is 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 very mid, is very mid right now.
3: Yeah, you're. I mean, you're not wrong. We've talked about it pretty extensively, like throughout this season. Like the West is, yeah. Who knows? Like you know, usually there's kind of two or three teams at the top of the, the top of each conference. It's kind of what's happening in the East. And in the West, it's been a complete flip flop all year. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we will just obviously have to see. But Tyler, kind of same question: Chris Paul, Phoenix. Like, do you think if they if they can find the right trade partner, they should pull the trigger, or do you think they should, you know, run it run it back? I guess.
2: Yeah, I you know, new new ownership group coming in the Suns. I think they're going to want to cool. make some changes for sure. And I I think even if there wasn't a new ownership group, I feel like. Wanting to explore Chris Paul trade just kind of makes sense. It's kind of, kind of what the what trading and uh, James were mentioning. They're all they're all really good points, and it just kind of makes sense to want to shop this guy. And if you find the right deal, I think you absolutely should should pull a trigger. I don't think it's really gonna you know make or break your season, and I think it just makes sense from a from a team perspective. Um, so you know, if if, if I had to sit here and, and 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 bet one direction, I would bet
3: that come trade deadline, Chris Paul is going to be wearing a different jersey. Wow, I would bet the other direction. Like, I think it's more likely that he's still in Phoenix. Um, one other kind of guy we did not mention. There's kind of been rumors that he's on the trade market. Is Fred Van Fleet of the Raptors, who you know has had championship um, expectations, like undrafted guy, um, but he's younger. He can lead an offense. I mean, I don't. Maybe if Phoenix is really trying to go for it, and they think they see an opening in the West. Watch out for that one. That seems like it will be tough to figure out money-wise, but I mean, I guess you just never know. Um, Moving on to the last topic. So the NBA announced their starters um, a couple days ago, and then the reserves are getting announced uh, this Thursday. Um, So just a couple days from now. But So the starters in each conference, so in the West, Steph, Luca, LeBron, uh, Jokic, and Zion, for reasons I don't understand. And in the East... KD, Kyrie, Giannis, Tyler's Donovan Mitchell, and James, Jason Jada. <laughs> <laughs> Um Just like with every all-star, you know, thing that comes out, somebody gets snubbed. So I would like the boys, you can pick one from each conference or just one. I don't really give a shit, um, but someone you think that maybe potentially got snubbed as being a starter that is potentially deserving trade-in. Let's start with you. Uh, really? There's only one that kind of... Um... I mean,
1: look—you guys know I'm—I'm not—I'm not the greatest with with the with the players in the in the basketball sport, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so I had to really dig deep. Now I really didn't have to dig deep, and I really I, I I'm purely I, I'm probably gonna get faces for it, but purely because I know this name and he is very—he's electric, he's fun to watch. I enjoy, I love watching him play. He is, as James said, um, a young kid who needs to check his uh, check his respect of his elders. He he is one of these guys, but he's still very fun to watch. And that's John Morant. Um, I mean, I know that he probably doesn't fit in the five that that went in the West, but god damn, that guy, that guy is such a fun, such a fun basketball player to watch. Um, and I and and James, I think I'm kind of leaning on your kind of you know criteria. Like the NBA All-Star game is all about fun, it's all about showing personality, it's all about being flamboyant. And John Morant is like the epitome of that, uh, so I think that's just kind of where I'm at. I know that he missed he, he's missed a few games. Uh, they're not they're not doing too well, um, and maybe he's not doing too well with. Uh, but I, I don't know. I he's just a big name that kind of
3: spoke spoke to me. I mean, it is a pretty surprising jaw is not starting. Um, I think just he gets kind of screwed because he plays guard and Steph Curry and Luka Doncic are alive and healthy <laughs> <laughs> like, you kind of yeah you kind of get screwed a little bit um but i i like that one tyler what about you
2: yeah john morant was one that i considered but i think if you look at kind of the west and you know how do you got a positions it's hard to kind of put someone above who actually is in there but trade and I, I i do agree t- talking about just excitement that's it, a good pick but i'm gonna go on the eastern on the eastern conference for me um the fact that the nba points her game leader is not an all star, just makes zero sense to me. Uh, Joel Embiid should be a starter, just straight up. I understand you got to look at the lineup, but like I said, you know, I think every sport has that stat where it's like if you're leading that stat, like you're the fucking face of the league, you know, baseball, it's home runs, uh, hockey, it's goals, you know, and NFL, it's touchdowns. If, if, if you're leading the scoring, you need to be an all star starter, and the, the leading NBA scorer right now is not an all-star sider that's
3: Joel Embiid he is the biggest snub of this all-star roster. Uh I mean we did talk about this the other week there is a pretty decent chance he's going to be named a starter anyway because KD is still out and you know we'll have to see what goes with that but um yeah I get that uh James what about you? Uh this was a tough one uh, because I like the East a lot. The East
0: I think is pretty set in my opinion other than Joel Embiid I get it. I get it, Tyler. Uh, but on the West, like, the biggest snub for me, and it is hard for him to make the lineup, Shai Gildas Alexander. Shai like, this dude, putting up in an incredible season, thirty point nine points per game, five rebounds per game, six assists per game. He's number five in the league in points per game. Over 50% from the field and 90% from the free throw line. This dude makes buckets. He's, it's crazy, like, but he doesn't get the respect he deserves because he plays for the Thunder. Does anybody watch the Thunder? Not really. The only people that really do are like degenerates like me who bet on this guy and hit the over every single time because he makes it. Like PRA points, bet on this guy because he's going to make sure you you get your money. And he's he's done that for me multiple times. I love this dude. It's tough to put him in the lineup with because Luca and Steph are there. (laughs) And I feel really blasphemous for saying this, but bro, Steph has missed 11 more games than Shea has. Like Shea's played 11 more games than Steph. And is putting up a little bit more in, t- in terms of points per game than Steph is. Shea's a little bit more electric. Steph can't really dunk a ball. He just shoots from really deep in like half court. I'm sure if Shea could get three attempts out of it, he'll make one of them. And at least <laughs> I like, it's the basket and do like a 360 mil. Like it's – it sucks to say, but I think Shea should be in instead of Steph.
1: So – so, and you think so over draw too? Yes. Yeah.
0: Like this guy, he needs more respect than his name because he's just out here grinding. Yeah, he used the he was traded for um, Paul George. Him and a bunch of other people were traded for Paul George, and he's playing better than Paul George is. It's like yeah. when Russell Wilson went to Denver. Geno Smith played better than Russell Wilson did. That's what's happening right now in the NBA. Shedd Gilders Alexander is Geno Smith, but way better.
3: Yeah, yeah he- SGA is probably the most underrated player in basketball right now um i think if okc can squeak into the play-in, like i've kind of predicted a couple of weeks ago like maybe he'll get a little more run my pick is similar in the fact that they he does not get enough national attention because he plays for your sacramento kings Monas <laughs> sabonis is having a monster year okay first of all the kings are now third in the west they haven't made the playoffs since 1855 or whatever. However long it's been, he's played 47 games. Look, I'm Zion's out for me. You've only you've only played 29 games. You can't be an all star starter. Look, other than points per game, Sabonis has every other uh, category higher: field goal percentage, three point percentage, rebounds, assists. Like I don't know. He, again, he plays in Sacramento. It's like the smallest market, other than OKC and like Orlando, maybe. But he's turned that franchise around. You know, they've obviously been struggling for a really long time. And I think if he doesn't even make the all-star team, they fucked up. (laughs) Like They fucked up because he's a force to be reckoned with. I don't think it helps that he came from Indiana. Also, another kind of smaller market. You know, if he was playing in L.A. or the Bay Area or Chicago or Miami or something, it might be different. But Sabonis has had a crazy good season. And I I think he, Zion should not be in there. They could put three guards in, and Zion should not be in there. Like, you haven't played 30 games? Like, I'm out. I'm out on you. Like, I know you're a monster, but no. Um, James, that's all I got.
0: I mean, I definitely agree. Like, Zion is on – he's not even on the leaderboard for, like, any of these stats, like points per game or assists or rebounds, because he hasn't hit the minimum yet.
1: Yeah. He is short Uh, because he hasn't played. So then fuck the the positions in the starting five, just – Pick the five that deserve
3: to be there. Fuck the like, like, come on, man. I mean, no one's playing defense, well, in the NBA anyway, and like, especially not playing defense. (laughs) So, like,
0: yeah, just put the 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 five most
3: deserving guys out there and go from there.
0: I think the over under for this game is going to be like 450 points, guys. (laughs)
1: 450 points? No.
0: (laughs) No. You never know man you never know <laughs> alex thank you very much great segment we're gonna t- take another quick break when we return it's all about Tyler so we're gonna talk about Tyler and his rants about TV and sports Welcome back, everybody. This is our last segment of the night or the day or the afternoon or wherever, whenever you're listening to this. I don't know. Um, Trey, Tyler, not trading. Tyler prefaced this by saying this is going to be emotional. So tap into your emotional side as he rants about his experience with ballet sports and YouTube TV and stuff. Trey or Tyler, it's all you. Man, if you mess it up
2: yeah fuck that up james but that's okay all right what we're talking about here is kind of just regional sports networks and just how much of an absolute broken shit show of a system it is um you know traden mentioned this kind of in his he, he was going to talk about this in 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 his segment and then i went off in the group chat and was like Traden was like hey man if you want to take it go for it and i was like yes please <laughs> so that's what i'm doing so we're talking about uh well we'll talk about the the, the big storyline which which is uh uh, Valley sports going bankrupt. Um, so just a real quick kind of re- quick, real recap of this whole story of, 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 what's been going on with that. Um, you know, before it was Valley sports, uh, um, network, it was Fox sports network. So all those regional sports networks that they used to watch, you know, your local teams on, um, that was bought in 2019 by a group called Sinclair broadcasting. They bought that from Disney for 10.6 billion fucking dollars. Um, which kind of looking at the economics of everything it was way overpriced. Um, and it's kind of been, it was kind of the beginning of the downfall for this group. Um, obviously, since then, uh, the company has had some major losses of revenue. COVID had a big reason to do with that. Um, obviously, with, with the timing of all that, you know, they bought in 2019 and 2020, COVID happened. That's, a, that's one of the major issues, but there's been a lot of other issues as well. Um, really, the, the the major issue with regional sports networks uh, is that many TV providers just don't want to pick them up because they're super expensive and their their viewership isn't as high. Um, that that's really the the, the main issue, um, and so and because of this, and it's been kind of this this trending issue over, over the last few years. So uh, Sinclair, the broadcast group that owns uh, Valley Sports Network, is planning to drop it, and Valley Sports Network is going private, and they're planning on um, going bankrupt, which is probably going to signal a lot of different changes to regional sports networks. Um, and who knows where this, where this is headed? Obviously, I think the way we consume entertainment is vastly different than it was five or six years ago I think streaming has has risen incredibly high I mean you see even um you know the NFL going on Thursday Night football just exclusive on, on on Amazon Prime um you know you know Apple TV uh is is you know broadcasting baseball games um you're, you're seeing a very a huge increase in that and a very low increase or a d- decrease in viewership of just you know basic cable TV and watching you know your Fox Sports you know west you know watching the angels or the kings or whoever on those channels is is declining and 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 the price for those networks is not decreasing um so the main victims of all this of course is us the sports fans not being able to watch our local teams like i know for me personally you know i live in la and i can't you know, watch any of my local teams because none of my, because un, 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 unless I pay a ridiculous amount for cable, which I'm sad to say I did for a year and it was not worth it. Like, it's just, it, it's an insane amount of price. And they just keep adding fees for these regional sports networks. And it's great to be able to just turn on my TV and, and watch the Dodgers play, but it just adds up. And I also have like 200 other channels that I have at my dispensal that I don't watch. <laughs> so it's just, it's it makes zero economic sense for me to pay that much money to basically watch two channels. Right, and you know it. It it it's just it, it. It's a broken system that doesn't really want to change. Hopefully, this kind of thing will eventually, um, you know, create some change for that. But as of right now, it's just it's just bad. So um, I, I guess we'll just kind of throw it around the horn and kind of what your guys' opinion is, and kind of I guess who is the really blame for this, and you know maybe some possible solutions for it, or kind of where you see this this going to head. Um, Trading since this kind of was a, an original topic that you're going to discuss, I just want to get your opinions on you know valley sports and regional sports networks and all that well this
1: particular story um i brought it up because it, this is it's actually part of my job um i i do analysis for this type of business stuff in tv so this is um uh, th- this was right up my alley of what i do on the daily <laughs> so um i uh you know i i caught wind of this and i you know i, I it, it's it's very interesting i mean the, the reality is the 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 culprit is Sinclair. Sinclair is a terrible, terrible vampire of a company that just completely, um, you know, they 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 levered up to to purchase this. Disney was asking for 20 20 billion. I don't know if you knew that. They were asking 20 billion and they settled on 10.6. Um and Sinclair leveraged up the ass to do so and with that they bought it in 2019. Well, I don't know if anybody remembers, but the next year we all were we all were uh stuck in our homes and no sports was happening and everybody cut the cut the cord and got and got a different type of streaming service and, and sports went the other direction uh, for, for them anyway. And uh, so they, all they've had, all they've been able to do to pay off their debts is to, is to raise the, is to raise the price of their, of their offering of their, of their entertainment and YouTube TV just won't do it because they would lose an entire, the whole, the whole idea that YouTube TV exists is is so that you can not pay cable prices. That's the point of YouTube TV. And so, so the only way that YouTube TV would be able to afford the RSNs is that they would, charge you more, which then their then their whole business model goes uh, goes upside down. So it's it's completely sinclair to me, really, I'm just gonna make this quick. I actually foresee somehow the sports leagues bringing back their entertainment. I, I believe that they are going to buy back their entertainment somehow and be and be the ones that broadcast it. I don't know if they have the equipment or, or the know-how or what. but for example, the ballet sports in in our area, um, include the Clippers, the the Kings, the Ducks, the Angels, this and the San Diego Padres. I, I could foresee a situation where um you know those teams come together and create a company that that can do the broadcasting for for them or, or each individual of those teams in their respective sports. So the NHL, NBA, um, and the MLB, because the NFL is kind of out of this situation, uh, they basically sell you your in-region games and, and it comes right from it comes right from the horse's mouth you 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 think that there'd be a little less uh red tape there'd be a little less of the of, of the nickel and diming bullshit i i i don't know where this goes the problem is is if you don't show the sports and if they're not and if they're not being shown in your region i think that the interest goes down and that that matters for these sport for these leagues um you know the the nhl has done a very great job um you know growing but if if they lose viewership and, and lose fanship it could go the other direction. MLB, it it's kind of struggling in terms of viewership. It's not it's not huge, but we know that it's kind of going. It's kind of flatlining a bit. And and any any uh any trip up of that causes issues. And same with the NBA. So um I I it, you know none of us have a crystal ball. Will not will not know how the, how this is all going to shake out. But um we I do foresee a big shakeup coming in the next two years. I mean look, uh, Google bought. Um, NFL uh, sunday ticket i mean th- i mean direct no longer has sunday tickets so there's things that are changing between uh, before our eyes and and the way we consume entertainment is it, it, it it's a crapshoot especially when it comes to regional sports
2: yeah i mean a lot of really good points there and it's kind of you know nice to see your perspective of someone that kind of works in it directly it's 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 just it's all come down to money it's it's everyone's bottom line um and when you have people who when you have things like this in the wrong hands and people care about it it, it really fucking sucks um alex i don't know about you you know you kind of you've had a kind of a unique perspective where i feel like you kind of lived in an area where maybe the regional sports isn't the same as what the teams you watch is i know you kind of live kind of right in the middle of that um so kind of when it comes to regional sports networks and you know kind of how you consume it you know kind of how, how do you how do you go about it and like does Things like this like just piss you off, like it does for me when I literally live in the city where my team plays and I can't even fucking watch it. Or like kind of, you know, your overall opinions and thoughts on all this.
3: Yeah. Um, the NFL has done a great job getting out of this. It helps that they only play three nights a week and it's, you know, one, one game a week for each each team. Um Baseball has done the worst job. I feel like there's no no getting around that. The blackout restrictions that they go through are a nightmare. Don't give me started on that shit. Um, yeah. I mean, Tyler and I have probably watched <laughs> literally hundreds of Dodger games together <laughs> over the years. And like, because we went to school in Northern California, and Tyler paid for the MLB TV thing, like we could watch them unless they were playing the Giants, who they played a lot, or they were playing the A's, and then it got blocked out, even though. Tyler's address was the LA or it's like his thousand Oaks address, but we were in Northern California. It was all fucked up. It's fucking bullshit. Um, yeah. And like, so for me now I am like pretty much halfway in between the Bay area and the LA sports teams. And like, as we all know, like I am an LA team fan, like those are my teams. Um, and I can't, I don't pay for cable. I do pay for YouTube TV, but if like, uh, it's weird. Like sometimes, like if I'm watching a Laker game and it's on ESPN, I can't watch it. But if it's on TNT, I can. It's all really strange. I don't know. Sometimes it's blacked out, sometimes it's not. Um the mm-hmm. like and but and then there's other things. So like trade and you're mentioning all the ballet sports ones. So like the Dodgers, for instance, have their own TV network, which is completely different, which is why I don't think you're like you know, Southern California, non-Lakers, not because the Lakers also have their own team. Like, they're all under, like, the Time Warner thing. I mean, maybe if they did it that way, but you would think, like, especially, especially, like, Kings-Ducks, I think would be the biggest problem because how are you going to, like, determine which team gets a different time slot, like, more time coverage or whatever like especially if they're like say they're both playing that night and like one of them's playing the Sharks and one of them's playing the Oilers or something like or one of them's playing the Sharks and one of them's playing Vegas like you can't I I think that's going to be tough like if all these teams could do what the Lakers and the Dodgers have done and other teams like the Yankees do this and to be fair I just mentioned three huge like sports franchises and not all of them can do that like you know the Indiana Pacers probably can't do that but the New York Yankees or the Dallas Cowboys or somebody can so like i i like your idea i don't know how they'd go about it with doing that like i think especially with Kings Ducks like obviously now the Dodgers have their own thing Anaheim has their own thing or like would be their own and i think San Diego's far enough away that like there wouldn't be too much crossover um and then like the Clippers are the Clippers but uh they gotta figure something out i love the idea of like you know mlb nhl yada 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 like owning their rights to do what they want with it you're right though i don't think they have the infrastructure to go about that like you have to use you know espn or fox or cbs or whatever to do that but um i mean yeah i don't know what's going to happen if they do really like go bankrupt, you would think there'd be enough ad revenue coming in from these. But if these blackout restrictions continue and people don't want, like I have not personally paid for cable in like 10 years and there's no reason for me to go back and I'm probably just going to cancel my YouTube TV anyway and just like pick up a free one day streaming thing, you know, on Paramount or whatever to watch one one football game, and then like just figure it out with like the other stuff. So um I don't. Yeah, it's it's fucked.
1: Shitty part <laughs> is that we have to think about that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and that's the problem. It's it's like I said.
2: It's it's a broken system. The fact you even have to fucking do that is bullshit. Um, yeah, the whole blackout restriction things. Like, I think the biggest thing that pissed me off about that is you know I I, I tweeted about it. I think like last year. I was trying to watch opening day and I, I, you know, through my, you know, one perk about being a T-Mobile customer is we get free MLB TV, which is great. But like I said, I can't watch the Dodgers on MLB TV because I live in LA. Um, but the one time I, I was like, oh, we're, and I was, you know, on a trip to um, fucking, uh, what's that crap-ass town in the middle of nowhere in California?
0: Bakersfield.
3: Bakersfield?
2: They, no. Barstow. Fresno. No. Stockton stockton thank you god damn it i was in <laughs> stockton and i was like oh there's no way that this is a fucking like you know we're like we're you know 20 minutes south out of sacramento. everyone from
3: those cities. yeah sorry if you live <laughs> in
2: stockton but it's a shitty ass place um no. anyway um <laughs> i thought I was, oh cool i can watch the dodger here because we're like you're like we're 20 minutes south of sacramento like obviously this is you know this, this is giants in a's country but it's fucking blacked out there too um it's 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 just the it I fucking hate it. And then I, you know, I, I tweeted about it. An MLB TV support system, their customer service was ever. They're like, oh, if you want to, you know, make sure you check out your local blackout restrictions. I'm like, fuck you. I know what a fucking blackout <laughs> is. Like, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm saying your blackouts are fucking stupid. Anyway, I just uh ah, that gets me off on a fucking tangent. Also, YouTube TV. I have YouTube TV. I think it's a pretty great service. Today they announced that they're dropping MLB Network, which is like legit probably 50% of what I watch on YouTube TV. So that's fucking awesome. So another deal that you know it's just i don't know what to do man i'm just i'm sick of it what i would love is if someone out there with a bunch of money and a bunch of resources and a bunch of people behind them could create some sort of like just like sports fan streaming package where you can have your regional sports you can have all the live games that happen i don't know how you make that happen but i would fucking give you all the money for that because honestly like all the money. The, the, the problem with YouTube TV is, I, I, as great as it is, I watch it for sports. That's it. Like I don't, I don't watch fucking Comedy Central. I don't fucking watch HGTV. Like I don't watch all this other bullshit that's on there. I watch it to watch live sports. And I'm, you know, I think it's it's better than cable. That's for goddamn sure. You know, it, it's you know what, eighty dollars a month versus hundred and eighty dollars a month. But even then, like I don't watch like ninety percent of what they're offering. It's still, it's still, I still feel like I'm kind of wasting money. You know, like, what well, I really wish there'd be some way to just I can pay for what I want to watch ultimately in the end. But then I know it's never going to happen because we're it's it's fucking capitalist America and it's built on greed. And that's all, all, all that fucking matters. James, what do you fucking got?
0: Uh, yeah, that pretty much covered it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't like blackouts. So, I mean, just like everybody else. But if regional sports networks are going out of the way. And then what if like, just like the league itself, like Trey had mentioned, like, we just do like NBA league pass with no blackouts. So if you want to watch NBA games, just pay the $220 for or $200 for that five, six month period. And then you get all the NBA, NBA games you want. That'd be cool. Same thing with Sunday ticket for the entire season. You pay 200 bucks and boom, every single game's right there. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter where you are. If you want to watch it, it's there for you. I think that's the most plausible way to do it. But Then again, I don't know the ins and outs of these things. I just, I'm a consumer, not a creator of sports at this point in time. So that's my thoughts on it. No blackouts. That's my vote. <laughs> yeah. I think that would def, that would fix a lot of
2: issues. That would make me feel a little bit better about it for sure. Like if I, if I can pay for a subscription for MLB TV, you know, and I get, I don't have to worry about blackout restrictions. Like that's fair.
1: Like, you know, I, I I pay the $200 a year for it or whatever that makes the sense to me. The, the problem is, is the regions make so much money at the region. That's well, and and that's why they restrict it, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I think now they're running into the problem where no one wants to fucking pay their money and now they're losing viewership that's, the that's, that's, that's that's,
1: yes. And this is the, you know, and that and that's the that's the reality of it. And I think that this this is going to completely change framework of, of what we call regional sports networks. I yeah. that's there's something that's gonna happen. It just might not happen like till next year, but um yeah. Change is happening, people will fight back, stop
2: paying bullshit prices for things you don't want to pay for. Um, I'm interested to see where this is headed. Like it, it's it's gonna be interesting. I think it's been a broken system for a long ass time. Um, the fact that sports fans can't watch their teams easily is just it's not really fair. Um and it, you know, like I said, it's 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 definitely um become more of a problem than I would like it to be. When I when I was growing up, obviously I didn't pay for the cable when I was growing up, but like, you know, I think it was a lot easier. Like it was just you turn it on and there's the fucking Dodgers or there's the whatever. It wasn't this, it wasn't this huge hoopla of a mess. Um, and that needs to change. And I think we're going to probably, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but hopefully, you know, five years from now we'll be, we'll be able to just turn on the TV and we can just turn on whatever game we want. That would be the ultimate goal. So like I said, broken system, I'm not happy about it. Obviously it definitely is something that I just, I absolutely fucking hate. Hopefully it changes. I don't know how, how or when it will, but, uh, James, that's what I got for regional sports networks. Fuck you, blackouts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Regional Sports Networks suck. And with that, that is the end of episode one. Shaquille O'Neal in a Lakers jersey, a.k.a. 134. Um, To recap, trade-in thinks the Bruins suck, and Coors Banquet's going to be a sponsor at NHL All-Star Weekend. Alex needs to come down for Super Bowl, and also DeMontis Sabonis needs to be an All-Star. And because it's always about Tyler, Tyler is sad and hates blackouts. Thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week.